0: Welcome back to History List. Sometime between 1900 and 1400 BCE, the Hindu religion as we know it emerged. So, why are we discussing Hinduism fully a thousand years later? The issue comes down to writing. Hinduism's teachings were orally transmitted for centuries before they were written down, and the definitive versions of the texts came very late, mostly taking shape in Sanskrit between 400 BCE and 400 CE. We are using the earlier date as a rough marker, and are going to ascribe the text to the almost certainly fictitious sage Vyasa. As an act of scholarship, this is suspect, like adding Homer to our list of poets. Just as Homer invokes help from the gods to write his poems, Vyasa gets help from Ganesh in relating his story, which presumably gives non-Hindus pause. But the importance of the text in question, the Mahabharata, as a central work of Hinduism and its global popularity, like that of Valmiki's Ramayana, is indisputable. According to the Mahabharata itself, Vyasa was a major player in the events described, detailing the actions of gods and heroes. By far the most famous part of the epic is the Bhagavad Gita. Krishna is the charioteer of Prince Arjuna. Krishna is an avatar of Vishnu, one of the three supreme deities in Hinduism, the others being the creator, Brahma, and the destroyer, Shiva. Vishnu is the preserver. Prince Arjuna does not want to fight in the upcoming battle, as his kin are present in the enemy ranks. Krishna lays out a series of arguments for why Arjuna must fight, detailing a succinct account of Dharma and Karma. Dharma is doing your duty. It is central to Hinduism. You fulfill your role in life, and as a member of the warrior caste, Arjuna would not be doing his duty if he did not fight. Dharma is connected to honor and honesty as well, as we saw with the Ramayana, in which the king had to keep his promise even though it literally killed him. The Mahabharata has many such accounts, as when one of the kings agrees to a game of dice, and even once it is discovered it is rigged, has to follow through, and loses everything, even himself and his sons becoming slaves. By following dharma, you accrue karma. By not following dharma, you lose karma. Your individual actions, in the context of your social position, determine your karma, and this karma determines your rebirth in the eternal cycle of samsara. This was the basis for the caste system of Hinduism and explained the lack of social mobility. You were born into the caste based on the actions of your past lives. If you were a Brahmin, a priest, you were at the top, followed by the warriors and royalty, like Arjuna. Beneath that were merchants, farmers, and artisans, and beneath that laborers. Later, the Dalit, the untouchables, were added. In Vyasa's Mahabharata, the caste system is explicitly color-based with differing skin colors reflecting status, a troubling legacy that India is dealing with to this day. Returning to the main text of the Mahabharata, the initial sections detail background, complicated lineages, and family history, including that of Vyasa. The Pandavas emerge from this as the primary heroes, five brothers who share a wife, Draupadi. After the disastrous dice game already mentioned, the Padavas, instead of being slaves, are forced into a 13-year exile, and upon their return, the massive war, the Kurukshetra, begins. This is the section from which the Bhagavad Gita is derived, an important text globally in the notions of a just war. Krishna reminds Arjuna, after all, that due to the rebirth of samsara, the deaths of these people are not permanent. Arjuna will either die and be reborn with great karma for following his duty, or he will survive and have glory on earth. It is cast as a win-win. In the 400s BCE, from which we get the earliest sources for the Mahabharata, India was still decentralized. The Mara empire which first united the northern part of the continent, arrived in the 300s. Hinduism, by the time of the Gupta Empire, was officially codified, and texts like the Mahabharata were finalized. In the early 21st century, Hinduism remains the world's third most popular religion, and easily the oldest of the major faiths, despite a thousand-year process of systematization of its texts and teachings. To this day, Hindus may believe and worship in relatively different ways. There is no one book, after all, spelling out what it means to be a Hindu and what to do. But the Mahabharata is pretty close. For our next episode of History List, we return to the classical period of ancient Greece, where the philosophical tradition of inquiry was getting started in ancient Athens.